This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, good Monday afternoon to you. It is our Open Lines, Open Ideas program. Thanks for joining us here on this Monday. And uh, I am back. That'd be me, Joe Tian. And thanks to Bill Davis for filling in for a couple of days while I filled in on the morning. And, uh, well, we're back to some semblance of normalcy here. I guess if you can call it that. But as a, if it ever is at, no, at all normal here during our 4 o'clock hour on KGMI. But happy to have you and uh, hope you'll join us. Tell us what's on your mind, what's concerning you. I've got some thoughts, but... Uh, once again, it's not about me. It's about you. And what uh, what is bugging you? 360-676-5464 is always is our phone number. And right out of the gate, Randy in Bellingham has some ideas. Hi, Randy. Hey, Joe. I'm not hearing you too well. Uh, you're, I think it's your phone that's going in and out. But anyway, I'll I'll say my piece and uh, we'll you're, try you're, to get it across. Here. Okay, you're not hearing me. Are you, you're not hearing me well now. There, now I'm hearing you pretty good. Okay. All right. Okay, go uh, ahead. Anyway, I want to talk about this merger of uh, Kroger and Albertsons. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, I think this is really bad for our food supply and prices because, uh, you know, first Kroger buys, you know, Kroger owns, of course, a number of brands, but they bought Fred Myers years ago, which, of course, used to be owned by this guy named Fred Myers. Albertsons owns uh, Hagen's and Safeways, if I remember right. Yep. And when they combine together, we really aren't going to have any competition in this town. While well, you can have Winco and uh, and uh, who else? Uh, well, you have Walmart, a, I guess, and you have Costco, but those are kind of different well, different species. Yeah, you know, Walmart really doesn't have much of a selection in there. They got mostly canned goods and and uh, really. And, but anyway, and uh, yeah, well, then I guess you'll have Whole Foods or the food uh, co-op. Yeah, you have the co-op for for those things, um, you know, that we, you know, for those of us that want to buy some things organic. But Mm -hmm. I guess my point is when they do this, they're able to set the prices Mm -hmm. higher. And because of their combined strength, you know, they could do things like they could lower the prices low down for a while, run the other people out of business like Winco. And then raise the prices up again. I've seen the stores do that, or different businesses do that. When these big companies come in, they'll they have the the financial wherewithal to lower prices down, run the competition out of business, and then they raise the prices up. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what's happened to a lot of the small business people in this town. It used to be that all of our our stores here locally were owned by families. We had Annans with the Annans family, Hagans with the Hagans family. Uh, you you were the stop and shop on railroad, which probably nobody remembers, owned by the Downard family. Mm. We had Dodson's IGA, owned by the Dodson family. So on a fourth, and it was that way across our nation. There weren't these big corporations in control of our grocery stores. You know, they are mostly family-run or regional type things. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm worried about is we have these big companies like Cargo. Cargo and uh, Monsanto are taking over the family, the farming part of it, the producing of the food. Only 15% of our farms are family-owned now. And uh, basically, these corporations are in charge of our food supply, from growing it to selling it to us. And to me, this is bad news. So I wanted to say, if I still have more time, to how this came about is because basically – my main concern here is that, you know, corporations are getting more and more control. Well, they have full control in America now, my viewpoint. But the reason for that is, is corporations are basically immortal. Mm-hmm. They keep, uh, you know, think about it if you or me, or let's talk about if, if you, if you were immortal, eventually, after hundreds of years or, or you know, if you never died, you would just keep acquiring more and more wealth, uh-huh. more and more knowledge, because how could you miss? Right. You would just keep investing your money, growing and growing and growing. Because corporations don't die, they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and they swallow up other countries like 
Kroger swallowing up people, Albertson swallowing up companies. Uh, companies like, believe it or not, Mars Candy owns like uh, you know a bunch of veterinary clinics. If you believe it or not, they they just go around. They start buying companies and running the family businesses out of business, and that's because these corporations uh, they're immortal. They don't die. So they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger over the decades. Well, I guess some, some yeah, some are some keep getting bigger, and others are absorbed into those uh, behemoths. You're right. Um, right. Yeah, the ones that get bigger buy up the ones that are maybe less successful or whatever. But I guess what I'm worried about is we're getting into this. Uh, what started me on this is I watched Soylent Green again <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> after decades, and, and boy, I tell you, I'll recommend that watch that because it's really a prediction type movie uh, about this corporate control. And uh, you know, I guess what my solution to this would be is they need to put a. They say corporations are people, so they need to put a human lifespan on corporations. Hmm. where after 50 or, say, 75 years, that would be decided that a corporation like Standard Oil, for example, or Cargill, would be sold off, you know, and and, and divided wow. up into uh, small business people or, or just started over in a smaller scale. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that would end that, you know, because basically in my mind, corporations are, are kind of a scam because they're an avoidance of responsibility. Because with a corporation, you really have nobody that's responsible for anything. Well, it's true. And, and they do. And I mean, they, you know, corporations aren't all evil or all awful. They, in many cases, they bring us goods and services that we all want and, uh, at the same time, though, some of them do some bad things, and they, yeah, they pay some fines, that sort of thing. I mean, look at, and I and I understand Boeing's its heritage here in in our region and how important it's been to the economy of Washington State. But just look at the the situation with the Max airplanes and how these corners were cut, and it just seems that as we've seen what's come out after, you know, two two crashes of brand new airplanes. That shouldn't have ever happened, and uh, and and it's it, what? How is the company suffering from that? I mean, it you know, I mean, it's it paid some, a financial price, but Boeing is still going strong, and and I, I I don't know there's if there's an easy answer to it, but there should be more guess, of a penalty. Yeah, I guess it the seems other thing is, go ahead. Is, is there because of their immense wealth, they're able to buy so much political control that we. We're really not in control of what goes on in this country because they can simply buy the senators and representatives or whatever, which is what well, they do. I don't know, know, but you even look at you know, when they, you know, the, how, how many years did the federal government battle Microsoft over its Internet Explorer and, you know, squishing Netscape back in the day and, and you know, the antitrust lawsuits against uh, Microsoft and where did it really lead? I, I guess it didn't seem to do a well, whole lot. It looks like Microsoft Microsoft probably paid off the right people and won. Well, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> All right, Randy. Well, I you know okay. it's hard to hard to disagree with you there. It is concerning. I mean, all right. and where does it all end? I I don't know. I know I'm not supposed to laugh, but I'm laughing anyway. <laughs> all right. We didn't, if we didn't laugh, we'd have to cry. But. All right, That's thanks true. for your call, Randy. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate wow. it. Uh yeah, I mean it's it is I mean uh, and then will you know, would a super grocer like uh, a Kroger that has absorbed Albertsons and uh, would it instantly raise prices or would it use its leverage to raise prices on people or would it is it doing it just to to hedge the market and to to just to, to make it so it, it gets more of the share of grocery sales and be happy with uh, what you know, what the where the prices are? I who knows, but. Uh, 360-676-5464 is our phone number. We want to hear from you, whatever's on your mind. Let's go to John in Ferndale. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Um, yeah, a great call. Uh, lots of great information there. Was that, was that Randy? That was Randy, yeah. Yeah, excellent, excellent. I always, I always learn a lot when he, when he calls. Um, 
Now, I, I, I basically wanted to call back about, I don't know if you saw Joe Rogan and Tulsi Gabbard uh, talking on his podcast about the litter box conspiracy thing, right? So there's this thing going around Facebook and everything where they're trying to, what, what, it, what it's called in, in the parlance is agitative propaganda, agitprop. And they're they're telling uh, parents that that they are putting litter boxes in schools for children who have been encouraged to identify as a cat or a dog or a furry or whatever. It's totally false. Uh, you can't come to school in a cat costume and claim to be a cat. You'll you'll have to have a psychiatric evaluation. You act like a dog in class. We all know this, right? But yeah. this rumor has been going around, and it's like to try to, you know, vilify trans kids or whatever. I don't know. But what, how it started, this is fascinating, was uh, a couple years ago in Jefferson County, which is the same county as Columbine, Colorado, mm-hmm. they actually ordered cat litter for the classrooms because when you're in a lockdown situation from a bomb or a shooter, active shooter, you can't go to the bathroom. You're, you're locked in your classroom, and so they had to make provisions for that. Mm. So that's where that actually came from. It's not an everyday thing. Those, you know, hopefully you never have to use the cat litter. Uh, but, I mean, when you're in a situation like that, you're scared SH-less. That's 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 actually you're, you're, you can't control your bowels because the adrenaline hits your system and, and you gotta go, okay. and, and there's no nowhere to go. So uh, yeah, so that's where, where that started. But I'm hmm. just fascinated by some of the Republican candidates for Senate. Herschel Walker with his honorary Elvis badge, who thinks he's actually an FBI agent and actually a police officer. It's like no, Herschel, you're not. And then Dr. Oz. This this thing uh, uh, surfaced where he was talking on a podcast about um, drinking his his own urine. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. And it's like, wow, all right. And then so the the person asking him in this interview is like, what? You know, because that's the normal human response. And he's talking about, well, diabetics have – it is sweet and this is that. Now, I've heard of doctors smelling a urine sample, and, you know, you can tell if they're diabetic. But tasting it and to even have to talk about this – I blame Oprah. Okay. Oprah <laughs> should have vetted Dr. Oz, and and Al Bundy was right when he on on Married with Children when he talked about Oprah in a, a conspiracy or something. I'm telling you. All right, John. All right. I yeah. I not aware of that one. I I saw the Dr. Oz thing you know, with the salad and the the this thing he was doing in the grocery store about uh, grocery prices, but I, I did not see that episode. But uh, and something tells me I'm kind of glad I didn't. But uh, we want to hear from you, 360-676-5464. We'll hear from Rich in Ferndale in just a moment. And we want to hear from you, three, as I said, 360-676-5464. Whatever's on your mind, back in a moment. AirTech Heating is a premier Linux dealer celebrating three decades of serving our community. They'll install the perfect system to keep you warm all winter long. As a premier Linux dealer, whether you need maintenance or a new furnace, heat pump, ductless heating system, or a new gas fireplace, you can always count on the experts at AirTech Heating to give you an honest estimate on the best system for your home. Call AirTech Heating today at 734-5010 and online at airtechheat.net. I'm Marty Mayberry. My grandparents started our berry farm in the 40s, setting up our family for the future. That's why I support Simon Sevzik for state senate. He's looking out for Washington's future. I'm Paul Burrell, commercial fisherman. Simon Sefzek has already represented the people of Whatcom County in the Senate. We know he won't back down. I'm Debbie Vanderveen. Six generations of my family have lived here, and I want more generations to flourish in Whatcom County. That's why I support Simon Sefzek. The Washington Fraternal Order of Police, Whatcom County Sheriff Bill Elfo, Laborers Union 292, and many more elected officials all endorse Simon Sefzik for State Senate. I'm Senator Simon Sefzik. Whatcom County is my home, and I'm asking you to send me back to Olympia where I can stand up and fight for you. 
He's fighting for our future and for our families. Simon Sefcik is fighting for us. Paid for by Simon for Senate Republican. Are you on Medicare? Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Vibrant USA. The Medicare annual enrollment period is underway. This is the time of year to review your Part D prescription drug plan or Medicare Advantage plan and make changes for January 1st. If you need assistance reviewing your plan options this year, give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111. There is never a fee for our service and our friendly agents will be happy to assist you. Hi, I'm Dan Johnson running for state representative. With increased crime, the cost of living, and students falling behind, our state is heading in the wrong direction. This November, you decide where we go from here. As your next state representative, I will fix these issues. Instead of defunding police and releasing dangerous criminals from prison, I will support law enforcement and give them back the tools they need to keep dangerous criminals off the street. Rather than add more taxes that increase the cost of living, I'll vote to cut property taxes, sales tax, and the gas tax. If you hear this and think, I could sure use a break right now, I'm right there with you because you won't get this from my opponent. My opponent works directly for Governor Jay Inslee. We can't afford another two years of more anti-police laws, higher gas taxes, and more fees that add to the cost of living. If you want something different out of Olympia, you need someone who will vote differently in Olympia. I'm Dan Johnson, and I would be honored to be your next state representative. Paid for by Vote Dan Johnson. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Monday, and uh, Rich in Ferndale is on the line. Hi, Rich. Hi, Joe. How's it going today? Doing well, doing well. There's just so much to talk about. So my favorite political advertisement for the local races is Dan Johnson. You just played the ad just before we came back on. Uh, right there with you. And if you want something different out of Olympia, you got to have somebody different in Olympia voting different. I mean, it's just, it's just perfect. You know, we have all these problems and all these things we're worried about, homeless and all these problems. And for 40 years, we've had one party rule in Olympia to call them the shot. So what do you expect? But anyway, that's not my main point. So Randy okay. had a really great call. It, it's very dangerous to have all of our food controlled by one or two corporations. This leads to a couple things. A, they crush the farmers that produce the food. They can outprice them, outbid them, run them out of business. And you'll see the corp, you'll see these grocery outfits running mega farms and there will be no independent family farms as we think of them today or as we think of them from 20, 30 years ago. Walmart already has mega corporate dairies and this is all Minimum wage labor with people from south of the border. No, you know, there's no good rule except maybe the guy who managed it. Good paying jobs. And where does this all end? This ends with foreign countries buying these food companies. Now, Smithfield is already huge, and that's China-owned, and that controls the pork. Pork is mostly controlled by a Chinese company. That's stupid. We should not have our food systems owned by foreign entities that's it's it's a national security thing it's just if they want to take the pork away they can well we're taking it to china we own it and we would let them not that we you know it's no big deal if we don't have pork there's other meat too but mm-hmm. it's, I, there's lack yeah. of diversity in the food system and it's right. all for corporate it's all corporate greed we have laws to protect us against this called like you mentioned earlier antitrust laws we do not enforce them Theodore Roosevelt pioneered that stuff 100 years ago, and we need it. It's bad for the consumer. It's bad for national security. We literally have all our eggs in two or three baskets with food, and it's but not just so food. many levels. I mean, if you look in so That's many so many too. areas, I mean, look at a heck, look at cell phones. I mean, either you have a yep. Samsung phone or you have an Apple phone, or else a very small minority. They're I made don't overseas. They're all made overseas. Yeah, and and, it, and so you're either you're tied to one technology or you know one one company or you're tied to the other, and it's and I mean and that's it's like worldwide, and I don't know if there's a you know I guess but there's three I guess reasons the, for that. That the thing is that it's all you know it's the capitalist system, and and I guess the idea 
that well, but um, it's the global economy. It's the capitalist system right. that favors big corporations, and we're at the mercy of this global economy. We should have a nationalist economy. We should build our own things, have our own factories, employ right. our own people, and not be dependent on other countries that don't do business with the same ethics we do for the environment or labor. This is this is, we are the people who are benefiting here are the large corporations. They do this overseas because it's cheaper, partly because we can't build factories here due to environmental regulations. Labor unions and environmentalists have helped to drive these jobs out of the country because you can't just build a factory to make a phone here. It would cost ten times as much. So they they need to just nationalize stuff and bring it back here and yeah, it might cost a little more, but at the end of the day it's gonna be better. To be self-sufficient. But how do you make a company that's already gone multinational? How do you make it do that? And you, I mean, you, you, the horse is out of the barn now. Easy. How do you do very it? Very easy. Very, very easy. Really? Disincentivize tariffs, taxes, and you give no taxes and huge incentives to other startups that will do it on a national level. You allow competition. You tip the scales, which they already do all the time for business. But, Tipping the scales for what they want, just like easily. Yeah made this great big deal for this electric bus thing in Ferndale. He opened the doors and untied massive red tape for this electric bus company to come to Ferndale. I think he it was like a $100,000 grant or something, too, from the state, because it aligns with his political agenda, green energy. So therefore, all of a sudden, we can have it. So we need to do the same thing as that for all kinds of manufacturing of all the things we need, goods and services in this country, keep but it in look at, but, but down that road, I mean, and I'm just, I'm just, you know, playing devil's advocate here, but I guess sure. I don't completely disagree with what you're saying, but you're talking about, okay, incentives or, you know, imposing pain on these companies to make, to force them in essence, to bring their operations back here. That's going to, that pain that? is going to, well, the pain is going to spread to everybody, all of us consumers. And you were talking about the same thing with green energy. You know, correct. we need, we but need to make we this, we need to make this trend. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is we need to make this transition to green energy, to, to more uh, efficient and, and cleaner transportation, all these changes but there's all this pushback because, oh, it's going to cost me. You're going to make me buy an electric car. You're going to make me have an electric house instead of, you know, using natural gas but and all these things. And you're, t- you're talking about imposing pain on people for a goal. I get it's well, kind of the same thing. Well, what happens? What happens if China buys up Kroger or this big conglomerate? What are we going to think then? Oh, yeah, a foreign country owns our food retailer. That's a little scary, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I mean, you have to look at it too. They can, that they're they buying it, you know, out. they're buying these companies not to 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 profit is their their goal, not well, to buy yes. it and then turn then shut it off and not make anything well, with it. No, you know, I mean, that's the, that they could they could do that in a time of war. Theoretically, Joe, they could sure companies they could shut things down on us. It's kind of like this last little dig. If they're mad at you, they could. But maybe certain things from you that they own. I mean, it's, it's just maybe, stupid. But maybe the profit smart. motive is what will keep the world a uh, 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 safer and more well, peaceful you know, place. I don't know. I'm just saying. You, I, I here's don't. another good question for you. Did you see 60 Minutes the other night? No, I didn't. Uh, I was watching football. So, <laughs> Taiwan, there's a lot of worry that China's going to invade Taiwan. And they brought out one main reason why China does not invade Taiwan because of a special chip factory that's only one place in the whole world. It's Taiwan. They call it the Silicon Shield. Uh And they interviewed the 90-year-old founder, and he has this one kind of computer chip that China depends on, the U.S. depends on, everyone depends on, and no one else has figured out how to make it. Hmm. So that's the reason. And then Leslie Stahl said, well, why don't they just uh, take over the factory? He said, well, the people have to be willing to work for the dictator. And if he's not the people, the factory don't work. So there, he said, yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's a really good episode about what's going on in Taiwan and why they, you know, they want to invade, but they don't. And the reasons why they don't, and they have something that everybody needs. But if, if, if a foreign country owns our food system, they have, we, they have something we need to eat. Yeah. And that's right. kind of, it's, right, it's just spooky. All right. Appreciate your call. Always a good conversation. I've got a couple other few folks on the line. We'll get right to you. I've got to take a quick break. Back in two and a half minutes, we'll hear from Robert and Bruce, Jack, and you here on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. The City of Bellingham and their partner agencies are committed to protecting mobility for all on our city streets. This fall, please make a commitment to avoid distracted driving and travel with care to protect the students, pedestrians, and cyclists that are sharing the streets with you. Three feet, a few seconds, an extra glance. 
From those of us on bikes, thank you. Every time you watch out for us, wait until it's safe to pass, and leave enough room, we notice. Our bright clothes and blinking lights can only do so much. We depend on safe drivers like you when we share the road together. You make Bellingham even better when you travel with care. Learn more about Bellingham's Travel with Care campaign by visiting the City of Bellingham online at cob.org and search for Protecting Mobility for All. Together with your help, we can keep everyone on our city streets safe. His commitment to Northwest Washington dates back five generations. Our Congressman Rick Larson. Brought up in a family of eight kids, Rick was raised with the value of hard work. The same way Rick and his wife Tia raised their own two boys. Larson understands the pressures facing families when it comes to the rising cost of living. And why he just passed the new Inflation Relief Act that starts lowering costs by reducing prescription drug prices for Washington seniors. And caps insulin costs at $35. Rick sees the big picture. That's why he just helped pass bipartisan legislation bringing semiconductor manufacturing back to America. Larson's bill eases supply chain issues and means more good-paying jobs, all while lowering prices on cars and electronics. Common sense. Practical solutions for working families and local business. That's always been Rick's approach to making a difference for growing our local economy. Rick Larson, Congress. I'm Rick Larson, and I approve this message. Paid for by citizens to elect Rick Larson. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. We go right to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Yeah, I guess the concept of uh, economy of scale does apply with corporations. The bigger the corporation, sometimes the cheaper the product is because of economy of scale. And I think it would be better not to have everything in these big corporations, but I think as consumers, we might have to pay more, but we've gotten kind of soft, so uh, it's kind of evolved into the system it's gotten into, and I think that, well, a lot of people are upset. They say that the gas prices are going to go up another 46 cents on top of what the price is going to be on January 1st, and there's a lot of questions and confusion about that. I I tried to understand myself why people are complaining about that and had, didn't find any definite answer or any definite price. But I think it uh, has to do with a cap in trade law, which is going into effect to try and reduce um, climate change. And that's another area where I think people may have to just pay more at the same, you know, it's sort of like, I like the idea of a carbon tax better because you can see it more just what it is. Uh, what a cap and trade is, it's kind of hard to tell exactly what effect it's going to have and who will be paying, you know, it might be levied to corporations, but then they pass it on to the consumer. Mm-hmm. And whenever I try and understand the uh, cap and trade situation, my eyes start to gloss over a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. There's no I, I cap and trade. Yeah, it's it, I, it. I understand the concept, I guess. I don't know how well it works either. I, but I believe with um, you know, with the issue of back in the '80s, '90s, uh, you know, they used the cap and trade program or system to or to help alleviate um, uh, uh, acid rain, you know, up in the Northeast, where uh, polluters, heavy polluters, would, in essence, would uh, they they would they would uh, lesser polluters, I guess, would somehow give them credits. I don't know how exactly it works. It's confusing, but it worked yeah. in the area of acid rain and reducing that in the Northeast that was just decimating forests. So I don't know if it's a uh, Something that would be yeah, I think it it might work, and 
I just think we've gotten used. Part of the problem is is that the economy is kind of like water, and it flows uh, in the path of least resistance. And if everything goes down in price, like for several decades, we've had a lot of efficiencies that have made electronics cheap, energy cheap, a lot of things, food relative to what it was like many years ago, but uh, certain things, then people have more money to spend on housing, and then that bids the price of housing way up until we're in a situation where housing costs so much that we're kind of backed in a corner, Mm -hmm. and then other things don't have any wiggle room. There's no discretionary income, so if energy prices, which probably need to go up to help us transition to cleaner energy, but um, they can't go up because the rents and the mortgage costs have gotten so high that people are kind of locked into that, Mm. so to speak. Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right, Robert, thanks for your ideas. Appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Bruce in Bellingham. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I would like to comment on the the antitrust uh, situation with Kroger, uh-huh. and that's that's going to courts. So it might not go to go through. Uh, it's still it's still too early to tell, but uh, we'll find out. But in regards to legal again, uh, I heard on the news uh, on your news, the uh, ABC news at the top of the hour that uh, Biden announced that. The student loan forgiveness uh, process has been initiated, and uh, that is probably going to go to court, too, because he can't do that with just an executive order. So uh, that seems kind of premature to me. I don't know. Maybe he's just getting ready in the hopes that it will go through the uh, the house. I think it's the the I think it's the online application process. They have a website I think where people can go. I believe that's what's becoming active. Yeah, but I there is there there is a, a legal challenge I think that's been filed by a number of states against it. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, all okay. right, Bruce. Thanks. Thanks for your thoughts. And yeah, and Bruce, I think, is right that the it was remember when Albertsons bought Safeway uh, back when then it had to sell off a number of uh, Safeway stores because I guess the who just makes that decision, the Security and Exchange Commission, uh, I think that regulates those kinds of big mergers. And it said that Albertsons had to sell off a certain number of stores or a certain number of Safeway stores along the West Coast because they were, it would, they were going to be saturating the market and – then that was what got Hagen in trouble because Hagen said, well, we'll buy all these stores. And they went from, uh, I don't know, in the teens, uh, 16 or 18 stores to 150, something like that, and uh, became overwhelmed and uh, then had to turn around and then were absorbed by Albertsons, which seemed kind of counterintuitive to what was what had led to the whole situation in the first place. But, um, I, yeah, I wonder, I mean, we'll, we'll – if this merger happens, will Kroger be able to take over all of Albertson's stores or will there have to be a third party involved? Uh, it's a good question, but uh, let's go to, um, we want to hear from you, whatever's on your mind. Three, six, zero, six, seven, six, five, four, six, four. Jack and Everett joins us. Hi, Jack. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. Hey, remember my, my grandpa always said, if you, if, when you're playing devil's advocate, remember who you're working for. Okay. But, but how, to, how, to, how does this kind of thing happen uh, to bring industry back? It's, it's real simple. you got to get rid of career politicians and because they are doing – you can't become a multi-multi-millionaire on 174 or 5 a year. And uh, these people have been doing it for years, and they've been taking uh, banking deals, backroom deals, smoking room deals, whatever you want to call it. And it doesn't matter if they're uh, Democrat or Republican. You got to just get rid of them and get people that will follow the laws of the land and allow for things to work out the way they used to work out. You know, it was the whole NAFTA thing that moved Carhartt. There's one that's close to where you grew up. Uh, Carhartt, being a union made clothing manufacturer. Now they're all made in Mexico, non-union. They're union marketed, 
but they're not Cuban made anymore and they're not made in the USA. So if they wanted to, they could do it, but you got to get rid of the career politicians first. All right, Jack. Appreciate your call. Thanks. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick break and be back with more. Whatever whatever is on your mind, we want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. It's KGMI Connects. Do you have manufacturing experience? ICO wants you. Don't have manufacturing experience but willing to learn? ICO wants you. Looking for a job where you're valued and respected, offering good pay plus benefits? ICO wants you. Want a good job that'll take care of you and your family? Apply today at ICO to become a production operator. You'll start earning almost $23 an hour, plus a commuting allowance with great health care benefits, including a 401k matching fund program and plenty of room for advancement. ICO is the leader in global roofing and related products with production facilities worldwide and in Sumas. They know that where you work matters. And what matters most is a company that trains and cares for their employees every single day. When you join the team at ICO, you join a family-owned business that values you for who you are not just what you do you're not just a number you're part of the team for more info and to apply visit icocareers.com today an equal opportunity employer and drug-free workplace hi i'm lorraine from lorraine's window coverings we offer our clients the best of both worlds a store full of the latest affordable graber products including remote control options and then we come to you with just the right samples and our professional installers do the rest We're a family-owned and operated business that's been serving our community for over 25 years. We always strive to go above and beyond to make sure our customers are as happy as this recent reviewer. We had a wonderful experience. Our consultant came to our house, took measurements, and made recommendations based on our needs. Once approved, we were given a timeline, which was spot on. Installation was scheduled, and the installers arrived on time and worked efficiently. The price was reasonable, and the outcome was even better than we expected. Need window treatments? Check out Lorraine's window coverings online, and then just call. 738-8175. Call Lorraine for your new blind. Lorraine's Window Coverings in Bakerview Square. My name is Marcus Vierta, and I manage a small business here in Whatcom County called Western Soul. Every day I see firsthand the impact good jobs have on the lives of people. Sharon Shoemake is an economist and a mom who brings practical, real-life experience to the state Senate. I became an economist to help people. Now I'm running for state Senate to fix our broken housing market, create jobs, lower taxes on working people, and build an economy that works for everyone. Paid for by People for Sharon, Democrats. Business owners, developers, and property managers, if you need to get your fire sprinkler system up to code, tested, or repaired, trust Columbia Fire as your true one-stop shop for annual testing, maintenance, and installation. Marty Bootstra here with Columbia Fire, and we've protected the Northwest for over 35 years. Columbia Fire offers quick same-day service, so if it's urgent, we're here 24-7. Schedule your fire sprinkler service at ColumbiaFire.net. That's ColumbiaFire.net. In the shop. Toyota is still fully vested in the internal combustion engine, and they saw was a visionary of the future being a, uh, a fuel cell vehicle. Steve from Panacea, Kurt from Angler, Brian from Dr. John's, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. The efficiencies there that find me a location where you can go fuel up your hydrogen fuel cell yeah. here in, in Whatcom <laughs> County. In the shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Monday on KGMI Connects. We do want to hear from you, whatever's on your mind. Talked about the merger, the proposed merger between Kroger and Albertsons. It is concerning when these big corporations had the market take over massive portions. I mean, Kroger, the largest grocer in the United States, and Albertsons, the second largest. Can that be good for consumers? Let's go to Tim and Custer. Hey, Tim, what's on your mind today? Hey, well... What a brilliant show. I mean, just all the way around. You oh, know, it's you Ken and Custer. Things. I'm sorry, Ken. Oh, 
<laughs> That's all right. I, I'm the one that mixes everything up. You're the one with the ear. And 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 I got to admit, the your your backup guy's growing on me as a professional broadcaster. Anyway, uh, yeah, the the patterns are, it's the same. What you said happened to Hagen's. I remember that in Washington Mutual. It was the same thing. And like less than a week before we turned down a deal from Chase. We were shut down, and and then they got it for pennies on the dollar. You know, it's it, it just. But you know, uh, the Soylent Green, uh-huh. one of the best movies ever, uh-huh. and but also remember, see, it's it's the government and the corporations working together, and it's true. We need to throw them out. Nobody should be 45, 50 years in government. Ben Franklin said, you know, you shouldn't even pay these guys. They're going to get rich on their own. Actually, I think that's a misquote. <laughs> but, you know, well, most of I them mean, were like, rich, I think, even in that day and age. They oh, were the guys well, who had it, the t- time George to dally Wa- around with that. They were all landowners. George Washington and, and Mr. Franklin were, some of them were more, or like you know, middle class, but yeah. you know, uh, it depends. You know where where it was, and you know back then a common man could get elected and stuff. You know, and now we've had campaign finance reform. You know, the uh, McCain Feingold Millionaire and Incumbent Protection Act. You you basically you have to be famous to run. That ended up with Trump. So, you know, that didn't work out too good for the guys who wanted to get money out of politics. It's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're going to get, yeah, no no problem. These guys are, you know, another one? Hmm. Go back, watch the movie Used Cars. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was from about when we were in junior high, high school. <laughs> and I'll tell you, because the side angle is the politics thing. Hmm. And you know, is that all it costs to buy a seat? Oh yeah, and you know, but you know, a share of the graft after that. But that's the pay in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, but I you mean, probably have. No, no, well, well, I was just going to say because that you know, it's a common common idea that uh, you know, term limits were, are are the cure for everything. But would they really mm. be? I mean, wh- and if someone can, I don't can, think if, so. Why can't someone be a career politician? And I mean, a lot of the people that talk about you know term limits, term limits, term limits, they'll turn around and vote for the same person if that person is from their party and vote them into office year there after year after year. That. That's true. I mean, what's the term? Yellow dog or blue dog, or you know, for one side or the other. I always love that one. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the mud wampers that you know are fence fence sitters, so they get smacked on the wump. You know, anyway. <laughs> got, uh, yeah, nothing. Okay, you know, like, do you have a moment or two? Or are we yeah, go breaking? ahead, go ahead. Okay, uh, the cycles in the weather and stuff. They keep trying to say, oh, I if you get the National Geographic, you know, coffee table books and stuff they have like the ocean space all these others there's one on hurricanes and in 1903 i think it is one of the biggest hurricanes they estimate was before the fujiyama uh, scale hit new york city and the hysterical part it's it's told in this little blurb this poor guy got a state-of-the-art weather you know, no, there's no satellites or anything. It's like the weather. And he takes, it's a beautiful day, like think 9-11 for those of us that are here. And it's, everything's buried in hurricane. He can't get anything to move. So he sits down and writes this ter- mean letter to GE, how disgusted he was with their piece of crap, hung it up from the front porch, went down to the post office and mailed it because he was so mad. And by the time he got home, he had no house. But... There was the weather thing right right there in the wreckage of the porch, and, it, you know, it was working. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a good one, sir. You too, Ken. Thanks. And uh, we'll take a quick break, be back with uh, more. We'll have time to take your call, 360-676-5464, whatever's on your mind. There's no getting around it. We are all aging. The question is, are you prepared for the future? Well, join us this Saturday at 1 for the Aging Hour here on KGMI, and it's brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Here's elder law attorney Phil George. Well, unfortunately, Bill, more than about 70% of retirement plans actually fail for folks when they need them the most. What we're going to be talking about is how to set your family up for success in your retirement. And that's coming your way this Saturday and every Saturday at 1 o'clock, the Safe Harbor Aging Hour here on KGMI. 
State Representative Alicia Rule doesn't believe that one party or the other has all the answers. She knows that we need to work together to move our community forward. Alicia's worked hard to create opportunity for people who didn't go to college by expanding career and technical education in high schools. She's also working to restart Intelco. When it reopens, that means 700 union jobs back in Ferndale. Alicia Rule is the only pro-choice candidate in the race. She's endorsed by Planned Parenthood and Pro-Choice Washington. Alicia Rule has earned the support of law enforcement. She's earned the trust of the Fraternal Order of Police and the Bellingham-Wacom County Firefighters Retired Bellingham Police Chief Flo Simon said, Alicia Rule said no to defund the police, increased pay for the first responders, and fought to criminalize non-medical use of fentanyl. She's been a fantastic state representative. I'm State Representative Alicia Rule. I hope that I can earn your vote. Paid for by Vote Alicia Rule, Democrat. Are you on Medicare? Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Vibrant USA. The Medicare annual enrollment period is underway. This is the time of year to review your Part D prescription drug plan or Medicare Advantage plan and make changes for January 1st. If you need assistance reviewing your plan options this year, give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111. There is never a fee for our service and our friendly agents will be happy to assist you. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And we are, and we've got a few minutes to hear from you. And let's go to Tim in Everson. Hi, Tim. How's it going, Joe? I'm doing well for a Monday. Yeah, for a Monday, I guess. it's And the smoke is clearing. It's getting there, yeah. And believe it or not, we're supposed to get rain by the end of the week. I, I look forward to that, actually, yeah. and I can't believe me of all people. I think we that. all are, yeah, <laughs> at this point. We'll get tired of it after a month or so, but, you know, give us give us yeah. some rain now. It's been too dry. So I kind of take some issue with Robert's phone call. Okay. About gas prices, and he doesn't understand why people are getting upset over this 46 cents, yet he freely admits, I'm not quite sure where that really goes. But he's called in enough times that I know he he pretty much gets around on his bicycle. I'm not even sure he owns a vehicle. And he's mentioned a couple times that he has subsidized housing, which has really helped him. Well, I have a 30-year-old diesel pickup truck, and it's well cared for, fairly low mileage for its age. There's no way I could, re- if, if somebody came up and they said, and it's in good condition, and they said, I'd give you 15, 17,000 for it, I could not get anything more reliable than that truck. So it's not a matter of me just selling that truck. Uh-huh. Two years ago, it would cost me about $150 to fill up both tanks. Uh, we're at, we're at, when I drove by the gas station today, it was at 589 So you add, and for diesel, that's not a $0.46 cent tax. That's a $0.53 cent tax. And there's supposedly another <clears throat> bill out there that a caller, when you had time off, called in about. And it's a transportation bill. And that's going to add another 30 graduating up to 80 cents from my understanding onto diesel, just diesel. Okay. So, I mean, Robert needs to realize that, you know, two years ago I could, I could fill up both tanks for under 150 bucks. And, and here in another six months, it, I might be pushing $300 and and that's a real expense and somebody who needs to get around. I have done the minimal amount of driving in the last probably year and a half, and I've only put on about 3,500 miles because uh-huh. I go only where I need to with gas prices that high. So, and, and, and that diesel hike, I mean, the two taxes are combined Think of what those are going to do for groceries and every good that gets around by, by semi. Mm-hmm. Well, that, I just, 
I that can't be denied. I, I yeah. the laws that were passed. You know, there are a lot of numbers that are that are thrown around, like these are hard and fast. Um, you know, increases. And I don't think they are. That, I don't think they are. Right. That they the the effect hasn't really been for sure calculated, and it likely. I I think we'd be naive if we said that there was isn't going to be an effect, but. There is no hard and fast number that uh, these that these um, laws are gonna gonna tack on to uh, what we pay at the pump. But I hear you. I think we're all dealing with this, and uh, almost all of us uh, are dealing with what it costs to fill up a gas tank or fill up a, as you say, with diesel. Um, and it's it it, it is. And, it's and I feel brutal. bad for people who have to drive a lot more than me. Yeah, I mean. I just don't know how that's going to work its way out. Because, like I said, that that will bleed its way down into your food prices mm-hmm. and and almost everything. Yeah. But that's all I got, Joe. All right, Tim. Appreciate okay. it. Yeah, good to hear from you. And it, it's really it is it is a reality for all of us that uh, that that and like Tim said, the uh, fuel price is going to affect the price of everything else that we're buying and. You know, the, the price of gas has been coming down. Uh, it's down. I'm just looking currently at what AAA says. Uh, it's 526. So that's, um, that's 25, about 27 cents less than uh, the record that we set uh, just a week ago, actually, on the 10th. So seven days ago, we set that record. It's 27 cents less than that, our current average here in Bellingham. But, um, and it's been steadily going down over the past week, but still, that's. I mean, uh, a year ago, I I was thinking that uh, the high we reached back during the recession, the Great Recession of I remember it was four fifty was the record for a long time. I thought uh, those were days that we wouldn't see again, but um, obviously that uh, that's been shattered, and now it, it's become normal to pay five bucks a gallon, and uh, in many cases more, but. Uh, well, appreciate everybody taking part today and your thoughts and your ideas. There's much more ground to cover. So we hope you'll uh, be joining us as we get uh, further into this week. As I said, some good news. The smoke's supposed to start clearing. I mean, it makes for those gorgeous sunsets and really eerie kind of you know, landscapes and, and stuff with the, it, it's, you know, with the water and or the sun on the in the smoke in the air and then shining off the water it's kind of amazing but um, I'd rather have it not in the air and in our lungs and um, supposed to get some rain Thursday night Friday over the weekend it'll be a nice change but uh, hope you'll join us tomorrow 4 o'clock as always here on KGMI Connects have a great rest of your Monday